What is up? What is going on, everyone? Welcome once again to the Man Cave Huddle. And let me tell you, I'm excited because we got something to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, children and babies. Let me, I'm telling you, you telling me, game one of the NBA Finals between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. I got one phrase to encapsulate what happened last night. Lost opportunity for the Cavs. And I'm going to break it down for you. Now, if you hear people rustling, I wrote notes last night. I wanted to be prepared for you guys. I wanted to make sure my information is correct. I wanted to make sure I don't leave anything out. I'm so excited right now to talk about what happened last night because it was, I mean, it was one of them games where it was like, yo, I'm tired. I got to go to bed, but I don't want to go to sleep right now. It was one of those, like, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. Is this really happening right now? It was one of those, can you keep the noise down? It's late. I'm trying to go to sleep. And you got to leave the bedroom and go somewhere else to watch the game. Because you're like, I'm not watching. I'm not missing this. This is too good. I'm not missing this. But okay. Let's just dive right into it. I'm sorry, man. I'm excited. Uh, okay. So let's go on. So last night, Cavs take on the Warriors. Game 1, NBA Finals. Everybody expected to be a blowout except one state. A couple of fans and everybody wearing black that had cows across their chest last night. Especially some guy wearing number 23 that's from uh, Akron, Ohio. Cleveland came out and they were making buckets. I mean, they was cooking. It was barbecue chicken everywhere. I mean, it was... LeBron did not miss in the first quarter. He was on some, you want baked chicken? Take that. Uh. You want some barbecue chicken? Take that. Uh. You want teriyaki in the post? Hold on. Here's some more sauce. Let me dip it in the sauce right there. Everybody was hitting, everybody was rotating. The intensity of the defense was the way it was supposed to be in the finals. It seemed as though Cleveland wasn't missing a shot in the first quarter. And if they did, it was like they got the rebound and got the putback. It was one of them games where I think Golden State was like, look, we the champs. We beat these guys twice already. We know what time it is. And it was one of those like, okay, we're going to come out and miss a couple of shots to, oh, uh, Oh, my God. It's 30-29 after the first quarter. This is a real game. Dudes had that look on their face like, yo, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So, in the second game, nothing changed in terms of Cleveland. They extended the lead to an 11-point lead in the second quarter. I mean, usually, you know how Oracle, they call it Roracle because everybody's so wild and loud and crazy and, and just screaming. It was quiet. You could hear LeBron James talking to his teammates, telling them what to do. That's how quiet it was. So then finally, the Warriors got, some, got into gear, got, got it real close. And right before the half, basically, it almost seemed like it was from half court. Steph Curry shoots a three, ties the game up, 56-56 at the half. Now, what I noticed personally myself in the first half, as well as this game, offensive rebounding, Second chance points were big for the Cavaliers. Big because it seemed like every board that needed to be grabbed in the first half was go in the third quarter, it was all going the Cavaliers' way. And another thing that I saw was the Cavaliers were when they noticed a mismatch with a big on a small. And when I say that, for all my non-basketball players, when you have like a LeBron James who's six eight. On a Steph Curry who's 6'2 in the post. In the basketball world, you call that cook him in the post and get some barbecue chicken. 
where you have a six ten Kevin Durant on like a six three or four George Hill barbecue chicken in the post. But it was more so the Cleveland Cavaliers that were finding those mismatches constantly throughout the entire game. But then in the third quarter, throughout the whole playoffs, everybody's sitting on the edge waiting for that explosion, that 35 to 15, that 28 to 10 third quarter run that the Warriors go on. And you almost felt like, all right, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then there was a point where the Warriors went up by seven and you were like, all right, here we go. And the Warriors could just never pull away away and have it a double-digit lead to where it was like, all right, we got some breathing room. Now let's just do a, a couple crossover moves and really kill them with these threes. After the third quarter, score was 84-78. So you're pretty much thinking, like, this is like a legit game now. Like, this isn't the Cavs are going to lose. It went from, all right, hopefully the Cavs will show up because we know LeBron is, to, okay, the Cavs showed up to, yo, the Cavs are really playing good. To, it's 84-78 in the fourth quarter, PT. Are you ready to ball? Like, when are y'all going to wake up? It's evident that the, the, the Cavaliers came to play. So, I'm going to fast forward. I mean, you know, back and forth, scoring, blah, 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 blah. But then, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, kids and adults, adults and kids, 34 seconds in the fourth quarter. And from this point on is what everybody's talking about. Talk about one, Kevin Durant, who had a bad game. Well, I don't want to say he had a bad game because he had over 25 points. But he didn't shoot well. He did not, in the first half, particularly play well. He got it together in the second half. But as a whole, since this Rocket series... I don't know what's wrong. He just hasn't been the player where people were saying, is he better than LeBron now? With 34 seconds left, the Rock, the uh, the Cavs were up 104-102. Durant has the ball at the top of the key. Crosses up his man, drives in the paint. As he, as he is about to go up to either fingertip or dunk it, LeBron James comes and stands right in front of him and it looks like he's about to take the charge, right? Now, mind you, this is under 34 seconds, and the Warriors have to score now to get either tie or take the lead. So, initially, it's called one ref says charge, the other ref says block. But the lead ref says it's a charge. Let's go look at the, uh, the call and review it, right? So, everybody, when you see... Initially, the you know Durant so fast, and then LeBron moves right there, and you, it's a bang bang play. You're thinking, all right, this is going to be called the charge. The ball's going to go to Cleveland. They're up two. They're going to foul somebody, and then it's going to be a four point lead, and it's going to be the free throw contest for the last couple seconds of the game. They're looking at it, and in the review, you know, like I said, we're not sponsored by nobody. We don't have a budget yet. So I wish I could, I could have video to show you. Hopefully, when we sponsor by somebody, you know, we I could get video. and, and, and It could be a video cast. But what happened was, and I'm going to describe it. So if you're not driving, close your eyes and imagine Durant at the top of the key. And he's driving. And he's right below the free throw line. And he goes up in the air. And LeBron James slides right in front of him. And what happens is, 
the, by the letter of the law, your feet have to be set and you need to be in a square position, meaning you need to be, both your shoulders and your chest need to be right squared up in front of the opponent so he hits you either in your stomach or your chest for it to be called a charge. What happened was LeBron's right foot, he was there, but his right foot was kind of sliding and he kind of leaned in with his left shoulder to kind of accentuate. Oh my God, he hit me. And it was a hard hit. And I'm not, I thought it was a charge at first, but then by the letter of the law, that is technically a block. It happened so fast, but when you look at it in slow motion, it technically was, in my opinion, I'm not an official, I'm just a fan, but whenever I've seen that, I've seen that be called a block. Now, it went from being called a charge to it's not a charge to a charge, and they reversed the call and made it into a block, which now put the Warriors in a penalty, which Durant steps up to the free throw line, and shoot two free throws to tie the game. Okay? Are you with me? 104, 104, there's like around 23 seconds left in the game now. So the Warriors, I'm sorry, the Cavaliers get the ball back, and you're thinking under 24 seconds, we all know what's going to happen right now. LeBron James is going to get the ball. He's going to cross up. He's going to dribble. He's going to uh, hold the ball until the last second. I drive to the lane, get fouled, or drive to the lane, and basically kiss it up off the glass. I mean, the man only had 51 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. He didn't look like a, grand, a grown man amongst children last night. He looked like he was an expert NBA 2K live player playing on rookie level. They couldn't stop him. They couldn't contain him. All they could hope is, could you please be nice and just not go perfect in this game? 51, 8, and 8. That is the definition of 2K numbers. So you think at this point, all he's going to do is just go to the lane. They do a pick and roll. And you have uh, you have now Steph Curry on LeBron James as the clock is going down. Under 10 seconds. And you know what you're thinking? You're thinking in the back of your head. Now, does LeBron James want to try the hot sauce with the barbecue? Or does he just want teriyaki? Now, is he going to dip it in the barbecue sauce? Or does he want, like, ranch dressing with the barbecue sauce? Because he's about to start cooking right now. That's what I thought, right? So then what happens is, is now I want you to close your eyes now, too. Because, like I said, we don't have no budget. So I need to paint this picture. I hope I'm doing a good job. If I'm not, holler at me, Man Cave Huddle, on Twitter. At Man Cave Huddle on Twitter and tell me, Greg, don't paint any more pictures. Just talk. You're not good at it. So I'm going to try and paint the picture for you right now. LeBron James is at the top of the key outside of the three-point lane. And Steph Curry's d him up. Kevin Love is in the corner, right? He's uh, Think of it as Kevin Love is in the right corner, rating for the three. And on the wing is George Hill. Now... George Hill decides to cut into the middle of the defense, and Clay Thompson sees this. So he goes and sticks his arm out to try and slow down and grab George Hill. At this point, LeBron James sees this, throws a pass to George Hill, who is fouled, and it was a legit foul. There is no controversy with the block charge. This is a legit foul, so he's fouled. Now, 4.3 seconds. 
Yes, I said 4.3 seconds. George Hill. IUPUI University. Yeah, I don't even know where that is, but he's at the line to shoot two free throws. And you got to YouTube this. If you see his face before he shoots these free throws, he had a look at his face like, yo, my butt cheeks are so tight right now, I can't even fart if I tried. I mean, he looked so nervous. He had a look on his face like, I don't really want to shoot these. I don't want to shoot these free throws. I don't want to shoot these free throws. Think positive. Think positive. You're the man. You're the man. You could do it, George. You could do it. Like, he looks so scared. Like, the last thing I want to be doing right now is shooting these free throws. But you're a professional, and you got to do what you got to do. Sets up to the free throw line. Tie game. Tie game. 4.3 seconds left. Tie game. So you're thinking, wow. He's a, all he needs to do is make both of these, or and, and the Cavs about to win this. Steps up to the free throw line, and you know what they usually say when you watch a basketball: the first one is the hard one to make, because if you make the first one and you're confident, you're gonna make the second one. First one up, and it's good. You're like, wow, yo. He he just they're they're up one. No, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm incorrect. I'm incorrect when I talk. It wasn't a tie game. It was 107-106. Okay? 107-106. And it was Durant's free throws that actually took the lead. So I'm incorrect. Durant's free throws put them up by one. And George Hill ties the free throw. Ties the game with the free throw. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm still learning at this podcast thing. So forgive me for that mistake. I apologize. All right, so the game now officially is tied with George Hill's free throw. Okay, now you're thinking, wow, the first free throw went in. Just like four seconds left. If he makes his second one, which he probably will, they're going to call a timeout. And can the Warriors pull this out? The second free throw goes up. And this is where the moment that everyone is talking about happened. George Hill misses the free throw. And after he misses the free throw, J.R. Smith, with three seconds left, grabs the free throw. Grabs the free throw. And mind you, everybody's talking about J.R. Smith. Can somebody talk about how Durant did not block out J.R. Durant is 6'10. You're 6'10, Kevin Durant. How does J.R. Smith grab that rebound and he's under 6'5? It's 6'6 at best. Anyway, I'm sorry. Just had to let that out. So, J.L. Smith grabs the rebound. Three seconds left. You're thinking, oh my God, he's going to put it up and they're going to win because he's right underneath the rim. And if he doesn't put it up, he gets fouled. And he's going to knock down at least one free throw and they're going to win. Or he's going to call a timeout. And you're thinking, Greg, there's three seconds left. How could he think all of this? They're NBA players, man. You're in the NBA Finals. This is what you do for a living. I'm sure you're running through all these scenarios in your head as this situation is happening. And what does he do? He grabs the rebound, dribbles it out past the three-point line, and LeBron's looking at him looking at him with a look like, What are you doing, man? Shoot the ball! So then he looks at George Hill in the corner, who at, the, at that time is open, passes it to him, and George Hill shoots a contested three, and he misses it. And it's a tie game when we go into OT. And another thing I want you all to Google and look at the face of, 
the memes today are going to be crazy, but the look on LeBron's face when, and you could read J.R. Smith when he, when LeBron's looked at him, J.R. Smith said, I thought we were up one. LeBron looked at him with a look, and that was the definition of WTF. Like, if you wanted to know what does the WTF face look like, LeBron looked at you. Why did you shoot the ball? You thought this mother right here. He thought, and it was one of those like you know when you was a kid and you went to parent teacher conference and you wanted to be all slick and sit in with your parents and the teachers telling your mom or your dad all the junk that you do and all the misbehaving that you do. And your mom or your dad is looking at you like, when we get home, you're going to get it. You, you going to, you go. that was the look that he gave J.R. Smith. And he just walked away like, this mother, right here. And I mean, even I was like, what was he thinking? Like, what was he thinking? Overtime begins. And long story short. Usually when it's overtime, the home crowd, home team takes over, which happened with the Cavaliers, I mean with the Warriors, and the Warriors wound up taking over, and they they, they extended their lead, and the second biggest moment, I don't want to say biggest moment, but the second big moment in this game happened, but like I would say, the, Cavalier, the Warriors are up, I would say, eight points. Yeah, they were up eight points. It was like around 10 to 12 seconds left. And the shot clock is going down. There's an unwritten rule in basketball. If it's under 20 seconds and you're up by 10 points, the rule is you don't take the shot. You let the shot clock expire because I can't make, uh, I can't make a, uh, a tw- make up 10 points in 20 seconds. So you just let the shot clock expire, and that's it. It was under 10, and it was close to 10 seconds, and they're up eight. So it's not like you know the Cavaliers are going to hit an eight-point shot. So Sean Livingston has the ball, and he takes a shot, okay? He takes a shot. Tristan Thompson didn't like the fact that he even took the shot, so he tries to defend, challenge the shot with his elbow, and he makes contact, like slight contact with Livingston's arm. Slight contact. It wasn't even, like, did he mean to do that? Yeah, but it wasn't a physical play. It was slight contact. Gets ejected from the game. Now, it's not, you think it adds, ah, not a big deal. There's like four seconds left in the game. You know, it's, it's not a big deal what's about to happen. He, him getting kicked out. So while he's walking out, Draymond Green, everybody's favorite player now, <laughs> starts clapping. And anybody that's played sports know if I'm about to lose a game and you're talking junk in my face and you clapping, something got to happen. I can't just let you clap like that. So Tristan Thompson chooses to shove the ball in, in Draymond Green's face. Then Draymond Green pushes him. And then, you know, the whole fake gangster pushing and shoving, meet me outside talk happens. Neither here nor there. And, you know, Tristan goes to the bench. Four seconds, uh, they sh- the Warriors shoot the free throws. Four seconds goes away. And then the Warriors uh, win the game by 10. A um, couple things. Like I said, lost opportunity for the Cavs. One thing that I wanted to bring up that I wonder if anybody's going to talk about today is the rule is if a fight takes place, players are not to leave the bench. Leaving the bench means if a toe steps on the court, you could be suspended. Now, with Kevin Love, he was not one toe. He was uh, like a lot on the court. 
when this happened. But the thing is, though, he probably thought the game was over because it's like under four seconds. Things are happening so fast. You know, he's thinking, all right, I'm going to start walking to the bet to uh, the locker room right now. And he was technically on the court when this whole pushing and shoving thing happened. So in saying that, technically to the letter of the law, was he on the court in the game during the game when this happened? Yes. Do I think he should be suspended? No. Because I, I, I don't think he was trying to get out there and break the rule. I thought, hey, there's like no time left, I think. Let me walk to the locker room. And it wasn't the case. Another thing, Nugget, that I want you guys to look out for was in the second quarter, Clay Thompson, uh, J.R. Smith slipped and he rolled up into Clay Thompson's legs and he kind of clipped his knee. And Clay Thompson went back into the locker room and came back in the second half. And he played well, but you can see him limping a little bit. So if he's not available for game two, now, that's a real problem for the Warriors because now with no Andre Godala and no Klay Thompson, I mean, woo-wee! I mean, that's going to be a situation for game two. But um, we'll see. I think he'll be able to play, but, you know, it's all about how his body responds today. So that's another thing that I want you to look out for. Um, you know, to me, and two things, and I'm going to end the episode one, I don't like the way the Warriors gloat in these games. Like, they'll hit two threes and start screaming and jumping and fist pumping and all this. And I'm like, yo, y'all only up by six. And then here come the Cavaliers shoot three, th- two threes and everybody's quiet. And then even towards the end of the game, they're on the bench and they're all high five kiki-keying. And I'm like, this is only game one. Last year... A co- two years ago, it went seven games. This is only one game. You guys couldn't stop LeBron, who went 51-8-8. Eight, eight. Why are you guys acting like this was the game-clinching game? I mean, should you be happy? Yeah. And I'm not telling players how to act. You do what you want to do. I'm not in the NBA. All I'm saying is, these guys have been there. Save that stuff for when y'all really win because you don't want a situation where LeBron James comes out and says 51, 8, and 8 wasn't good enough. I guess I have to go 60, 10, and 10. And then all of a sudden it's going to be a, oh, boy, we got to go to Cleveland for two games and we are just lost one game. Oh, boy. You know what I'm saying? But um, to me, biggest play in this game, the biggest play to me in this game was not the block charge was not the um, the missed box out by Kevin Durant on J.R. Smith. It was the pass from LeBron to George Hill. And let me explain. The reason why I say that is, was, LeBron, was George Hill open under the rim? Yes. Did he get fouled? And was that the correct basketball play? Yes. But in my opinion... That was not the correct winning play. Let me go into further detail. The reason why I feel that's not the correct winning play is because he had 6-2 or 3, Steph Curry, who he was barbecuing all game. Under 10 seconds left in the clock, okay? He could have pulled up, took a 3, which he was making throughout the game, and ended it right there. He could have drove to the hole knowing that Steph Curry doesn't have a shot to stop him and either put it on top of his head 
for all y'all don't know, that's an NBA term, means slam dunk in his mouth. Or he be the one that gets fouled and gets to the free throw line and knocks down the two free throws. Him being the best player in the NBA and on the court. So why in that clutch moment do you give the ball to George Hill and make him be the one that needs to shoot free throws? Okay? That I didn't agree with. Him being the best player in the league, he needs to sit there and take that moment and make it a winning play. And take control of the game and make sure he is the one that decides winning or losing and not passing it off to somebody else. That's just my opinion. And if you got a problem with that, man can huddle. Holla at your boy. Thank you for listening today for Game 1 Recap. Obviously, like I said, I'm going to give you one after every game. And if anything happens in between, check out the Man Cave Huddle. Because, you know, I'm going to have whatever updates need to be made. But as you, as I always do, let me go through my notes here as I'm rustling through my papers with uh, the positive quote for you. Today's positive quote that I want to end this episode with is, Everything comes to you in the right moment. So be patient and be grateful. Everything comes to you in the right moment. So be patient and be grateful. Thank you for listening. See you after game two, everybody. Bye-bye.